Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. I'm Matt Golden. And this week we're going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok. And I implore you, if you have not seen the movie yet, stop listening right now because this is going to be full of spoilers. Or if you like spoilers, just keep listening anyways because we're delivering heavy on the spoilers today. Yeah, I think the best way for a movie going experience is to actually find out everything that's going to happen and have the jokes told to you before you see the jokes. Absolutely. 100%. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Odin is dead. Ha ha. I hope you turn it off. And this is why I warned you beforehand. Yeah, he told you to turn it off. Guess who listened like a real dummy? You did. Matt, you probably hated Thor, didn't you? Let me tell you, the very first Thor movie, I was not really a big fan of. This Thor movie, oh, the second Thor movie, it was all right. I enjoyed it. This one was far and away the best Thor movie that has ever come out. It was fucking phenomenal. I loved it. And it ends the uh, the third trilogy in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I think this is one of the rare movies where everyone's going to, or where there's no dispute that a sequel, you know, to the third in the film is better than the original. And I enjoyed the first Thor. Dark World was kind of forgettable. Not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but not something that I want to rewatch again and again. And I feel like Thor Ragnarok is the kind of film where you will keep falling back to it. If you flip through it on cable, if you run across it on one of your streaming channels, you'll stop and watch it, at least for a few scenes. Well, I don't know what you're talking about because Aliens 3 is the best Aliens film of all. It's on record here. Aliens 3, the best one. So I I totally was not bought in when I stepped into the theater. Really? The trailer didn't sell you on it? No, no, it didn't. I I was cautiously optimistic, I'll say. like I was hopeful, but I was still skeptical. It got great reviews, and Rotten Tomatoes can never be wrong. So I was like, all right, we'll see. And that first scene with Thor just spinning around was absolutely fantastic. It had me cracking up. And then... A light from the heavens shone above, and Led Zeppelin's immigrant song blasted into my face and into my eardrums as Thor starts beating the ever-loving shit out of people, and it is amazing, and all is right in the world. So before I talk about Thor, I'm going to talk about Led Zeppelin 3 and immigrant song for 25 minutes, if Alex will let me. Alex, can I do that? Tell them, actually, no. What we're going to do, you will tell them one fact about Led Zeppelin 3, and I'll go ahead and tell it for you. It is the first Led Zeppelin album called Led Zeppelin 3. Son of a bitch. I guess I can't go on any further. Go listen to it. It's beautiful. Stop listening to our podcast now and go listen to Led Zeppelin 3 instead. Actually, Immigrant Song was a perfect choice for this film. It talks about Valhalla, the hammer, conquering gods, fighting through a land of ice and snow. It gives you that real Asgardian imagery in the lyrics. But when I was watching this movie, I was wondering... Will my son associate Immigrant Song as that movie from Thor Ragnarok? If he doesn't, I'll beat him up and take his lunch money. Because it's not like I ever li- listen to Led Zeppelin or play Led Zeppelin a lot. I get like maybe in a mood to hear them like once every six months. I play them for a day. I was like, that's fantastic. And then it's on the back burner again for another six months. Yeah, I'll listen to Led Zeppelin for like a week straight and nothing else but Led Zeppelin when I get in that mood. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I've, I've heard Led Zeppelin for a good long time. And that's great. And then I'm done with it for a minute. It's yeah. one of the best bands of all time. They're fantastic. We're going to keep talking about them here today. We're This is just a Led Zeppelin review show, right? So I kind of wonder if, especially younger kids as they grow older, if they're just going to associate 
immigrant song as the as I like I said as just from Thor Ragnarok, especially if they don't have a parent that are fans of classic rock or anything like that. Well, that would assume that Thor Ragnarok is going to be in the pantheon of Marvel films, which I personally would wager that it's top three in the Marvel universe. There and just if anybody's counting at home, there have been seventeen cinematic Marvel movies. I would say it's safely in the top three. I don't know about you. I don't know where you're putting this. If you're ranking it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, recency bias leads me to believe it's really high. I'll have to see how I feel months from now, a year from now. I think the best film that they've done is still Civil War, just from like a cinematic filmic standpoint. But Thor Ragnarok, surprisingly, for me at least, may be a film that pulls off comedy better than Ant-Man or both Guardians films. I don't know if I would say it pulls off comedy better than the Guardians films, but it's definitely close. I think it kind of depends like what you, the director Taco Waititi is one of my favorite directors regardless. So I've tell looked, me three films he's done. What we do in the shadows, boy, one. Eagle versus shark. Okay. Hunt for the wilder people. There's four. That's all, that's all four of his films. And then Thor Ragnarok he also did a short called, Oh, what was that short called? It was called two cars, one night. He also directed a bunch of episodes of Flight of the Concords. He directed every episode of the American remake of The Inbetweeners. You heard it here. Taika Waititi is the best director in the world, according to Alex. So I, I'm a fan of his work. Yes. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is actually phenomenal. If anybody has not seen it, check that shit out. Vampire flick. That is absolutely hysterical. Yeah. All those films are really good. But What We Do in the Shadows has a lot of the similar, although they all are comedies. Its humor is probably most in line with Thor Ragnarok. Okay, all the reviews that I've read beforehand and and since I've seen it talk about scene stealers. I have my obvious choice of of scene stealer. Who who do you think is steals the scenes the most? Are you going to say Kate Blanchett? God you? damn it, no, I'm not. Okay, I wasn't either, but she is fantastic. She chews up every scene that she's in. Like she just devours all of her screen time, and she's fantastic. Marvel films, I feel like I'm not alone in this. Have had weaker villains and she's the one that definitely stands out yeah she dies in the end although i can 100 million percent guarantee she is not dead she will be coming back in the infinity series i'm pretty damn certain we'll talk about that a little bit later on i've got some questions for you we'll get to that in here in a bit but for me jeff goldblum is the goddamn man the grandmaster himself jeff goldblum he's just blooming onions all over your face the whole movie, it's just nothing but line after line. That's incredible. Cracking my ass up. If Jeff Goldblum was reincarnated as Odin and the future Thor films, I would watch every goddamn one of them. Goldblum was fantastic. He wouldn't be my guy for scene stealer, but not that he didn't steal every scene that he was in. Because he did. He did. It was like Watiti just told Goldblum, he's like, I just want you to be yourself, but just a little stranger. It was the Jeff Goldblumiest Goldblum that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, we he plays for those that haven't seen the film yet. Although, again, if you haven't, stop listening to this. You're what are you doing you. here? Go watch this movie. Everybody in America has seen it. You. He plays the Grandmaster, who basically has champions enslaved on his planet of Sakaar, where they fight for entertainment, like an old school gladiator type arena like the contest of champions and marvel of old like the contest of champions yeah okay so who's your who's your scene stealer let's get this out of the way it's korg 
Taika Waititi himself. Yes, voiced by Taika Waititi. Uh, Korg had the best lines throughout the entire film. He even made a joke about Thor's hammer pulling him off. And it sounded so, like, it wasn't even dirty. It was just, like, him being innocent and disgusted that, <laughs> that Thor might have an intimate relationship with this hammer. I thought it was beautiful, the relationship that they had together. And I, although it was certainly sexual, I was still very in favor of it. I've got a hot take. I've got a very hot take. Loki, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Loki? I mean, he's been the best villain. Wrong. In the Marvel universe so far. Well, I mean, in the maybe, cinematic universe, I still say for yeah, I say Kingpin probably my favorite out of all of the Marvel universe. But I feel like the Marvel universe is really slacked on their villains, and I think Hela might come up and and overtake him. And we've got Thanos. We got Thanos coming up, and I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. So he might not hold that title for long, but this is I mean, one of the... there's always Taserface. <laughs> yeah, there is Taserface. I will say that this is the least I've ever cared about Loki, except for the part where Matt Damon plays Loki. Then I'm all about it. If Matt Damon could play Loki in all future Marvel films, I'm on board. I will buy 10 tickets. Yeah, there's this wonderful scene where Odin, or the assumed Odin, is watching... It's Loki. Loki is a- watching it. A play As Odin. about Loki's heroics, and Matt Damon plays Loki. Sam Neill plays Odin, and the least famous Hemsworth, Luke Hemsworth, <laughs> plays. You didn't Thor even himself. need to say his first name. You didn't even need to say his first name. And for those of you who might not know who Sam Neill is, go watch Jurassic Fucking Park. He's not in that movie, but just go watch it. You mentioned how you really didn't care for Loki in the film or care about Loki. Yeah, all. not not a whole lot in this movie. I like Loki. I think Tom Hiddleston does a great job. Sure, uh, Tom Hiddleston's a totally fine Loki. And the the game that he and Thor play, the get help game, is is very funny. It was a scene steal in and of itself. It was great. They share this wonderful, beautiful, touching moment. And then Thor is just like, I'm going to throw my brother at some people. I really liked the scenes with the brief scenes with Loki being enthralled by Doctor Strange's magic, where he disappears because Doctor Strange views him as a threat to Midgard, which is completely right. And eventually he frees him and Loki threatens to kill Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange just banishes him within, <laughs> within a second of making the threat. Oh, and so he just falls for what, like half an hour or something? Yeah. That was he pretty was good. He was falling for half an hour. That was solid. All the, really the scenes, and you kind of forget about it because so much happens in this movie. You travel to outer space, you travel to Asgard, that Thor's time on Earth is almost forgettable. But there were some great moments like seeing the destroyed retirement home where Odin was supposed to be, getting the update on Thor's relationship status with Jane Foster, claiming that he wasn't dumped. And then, of course, all of Thor's interactions that with Doctor Strange her, yeah. and great. trying to just breaking things in the Sanctum Sanctorum. I think this was the funniest Thor that we've seen, too, just as a character himself. Uh, Mr. Hemsworth fucking killed it. Yeah, I never think of him as having as an actor that has great comedic timing or anything, but he proved me wrong. I mean, he pulled it off without fail in this film. He was certainly, if you if anybody has seen the new Ghostbusters out there, he is, without a doubt, the funniest part of that movie. So, I mean, he's got a little bit of acting, like comedic chops. So I think this is right in his wheelhouse. Kind of serious, kind of funny. Manages them both while having big muscles. Something that you could never do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you could never be Thor, Alex. So was there anything from this film that you didn't like at all? 
You've you done nothing but sing his praises this whole time. I know, and that's rare for me. That's not true. I like most things. I'm generally agreeable. No, this film was was fucking great top to bottom. It had me hook, line, and sinker from the start. Great fucking villain. Although, if I had one complaint, I would have liked to have seen more Hella. I didn't feel like there were enough stakes. But I think it kind of is leading into the Infinity Wars, and I think... Anybody who's not expecting some really dark shit to come through the Marvel Universe in the next movie are going to be in for a weird treat because I think it's going to get really dark from here. I don't know about you, but we'll talk about that in just a second. But was there anything that you didn't like about this movie? Yeah, and it's not a major gripe, but I wasn't a fan of how the Warriors 3 were handled. Hela arrives on Asgard. And, and whips the shit out of the world. Yeah, three. just kills him, essentially. Uh, yeah. About. I think it's Hogan who survives for longer than the other two. Uh, but it felt like they were, for how they were used in previous films, and they were never major characters, but they're important in the Thor comic universe. Just to see them just be murdered in a matter of seconds was kind of off-putting, and Lady Sif was nowhere to be seen. No line. I mean, I think I read that she was away on a mission, but I don't remember that being in a film anywhere or explained away. Yeah, eh, whatever. I don't I don't really care for the three. I mean, they're definitely in the Thor comics, and they're a big deal there, but the Marvel movies have not made a, a very large deal of them, clearly. So, I mean, as long as my boy... Uh, Chris Hemsworth? No. No, 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 no. The Guardian. Oh, um, Heimdall. Yes, as long as he's alive, then I don't I don't really give a shit. Yeah, know? Idris Elba's always great, and I think the Marvel Universe was lucky to snag him in that role when they did. Uh, yeah, they they got Idris Elba on the cheap, I feel like. Uh, they speaking, got Idris Elba in on a low-key role for such a badass actor. Speaking of Idris Elba, just a quick plug for one of his shows, watch Luther if you haven't. Oh my god, go watch Luther, Luther's you stupid an, idiot. an amazing television show. If you show. haven't seen Luther, then... What are you doing listening to this podcast? Go check it out. But back to the thing we're actually supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I've got I got a question for you because we haven't brought it up at all. Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie. You did a good job. I wasn't. You hear? Oh, you hear that, Tessa? Alex says you did a good job. That's something to hang your hat on. Okay, Tessa. So when you're at home at night and you're listening to this podcast, just know that Alex thinks that you did an all right job. Valkyrie's never been one of my favorite characters in the comics. Her performance was memorable, especially the opening scene we see with her when she's stumbling off her ship and easily dispatches uh, (laughs) all the looters and scrappers and easily captures Thor. What I really liked about the Valkyrie character was how they handled her past. It's found she's referred to as Scrapper 142. 142. Her first exchange with Jeff Goldblum is priceless, by the way. It's beautiful. And and she, we eventually learned that she's an Asgardian and she's Valkyrie from the comics, if you know the comics. But she has this tragic story. We don't know Alex, why she fled. she didn't tell him spoilers. I know. We don't know why she fled Asgard. And we get this quick moment when her and Loki fight and Loki puts his hand on her face. And we get a flashback scene of her battling Hela with the other Valkyries. And it was a nice, quick way to show the tragedy of that character without bogging down the rest of the film. I thought that was a really nice, neat moment of storytelling. It really was. I think that Alex needs to go ahead, and I'm going to pressure him here. You have absolutely 
you have 15 seconds. Tell me if there are three Marvel movies better than this movie and what they are right now. Go. Civil War. That's incorrect. Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. And the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. (laughs) Well, let me fucking say that Civil War is not even in my top five. Maybe not even in my top seven. Yeah, I said it. Civil War is all right. Anywho. I was just trying to get a temperature check. Matt was a little late on the Marvel Cinematic Universe game. Oh, whoa. Throw me under the bus because I don't like your favorite movie as much as you do. And he watched Civil War before he watched a lot of the other films. Oh, that's true. That is true. And so (laughs) (laughs) it kind of lacked that emotional impact you might get when you see the character's relationships building over 10 years worth of cinema. You know what? That's a solid point. And maybe it's worth revisiting. But, eh. Oh, I don't know. Quality retort. Yeah, yep, that is the best I could do to uh to defend myself against your your accusations there. So where do you think Marvel's going with uh, Infinity War? I'm curious where you think it's headed. I I really don't know, aside from just being a hodgepodge of characters. Have you read any of the Infinity books? Yeah, I've read the Infinity Gauntlet, quite a few. And Thanos been a lot of Jim Starlin stuff. There's a storyline. There's been more than one storyline involving. I mean, yes, I've read a bunch. Of you, okay, that's that's the yeah. answer. I needed to shut your mouth. Thank you. He was quiet. Do you think this is this Infinity War is going to follow Infinity Gauntlet? Because that kind of seems like how it's headed with Hela being the love interest of Thanos, which all I hope is for is full penetration in that movie. Personally, yeah, I think you or- think there's going to be full penetration. Wonderful. I think when Thanos arrives in the next Avengers movie, he will have the gauntlet with him and some of the stones. And I think the logical conclusion for the end of that film is him gaining all the stones for the end of the gauntlet and gaining full power. Kind of that darker ending, since there's going to be another Avengers film to follow it. Kind of like you see like an Empire Strikes Back in a real downer tone. I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, this is kind of ending Marvel's first phase. So I feel like there's going to be an ass load of death. It's ending its third phase. Right. Okay. There you go. So it is yeah. any one of the Marvel but, phases. Yeah. A lot of people think that this is my. It might be Robert Junior's last last take on Iron Man. That would mean that Iron Man would die in this movie. Yeah, and we don't know or the what's going to happen with yeah. really any like we don't know what's going to happen with Hemsworth or Chris Evans, even though they're younger than Robert Downey Junior. And like we saw with Hugh Jackman with Logan, the tragedy is, is that the actors get older and it gets harder and harder to play these ageless characters. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious because in this movie, Thor, we haven't really talked about it. He be, he gets the shit beat out of him. He loses an eye and he becomes a lot more like Odin, the all father in that regard. But I honestly think that they are setting up all three of the trilogy people up for death in this infinity gauntlet. If you've had a trilogy, I think you're doomed. So that would mean, in my opinion, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor are all going to die in either the first or second Infinity Gauntlet movie. Infinity Wars movie. Sorry, Marvel. I guarantee you that will not happen. So five years from now, Matt and I will come back to this and we'll see who was right. (laughs) So do you think that any of them will die in in these movies? Because I feel like there's a lot of death ahead. Yeah, I think logically Tony Stark is the most likely person to die. In whenever the first or second Avengers Infinity War films. Uh, so do you think he's the only one that's going to die? Like, who do you think is the next most likely to die? 
Because if you think it's only Iron Man, that's a I mean, you've read Infinity Gauntlet. Everybody fucking dies in that shit. Like, I mean, they all kind of come back later, but still. Yeah, I, I don't see them doing the resurrection thing in the cinematic universe. It's much easier in comics, even though it is kind of convoluted and a bit uh, of a trope in comics. And it's different in film. So I really only see them killing off one character, maybe one of the like lesser characters that they might be done with. Like, they might wrap up War Machine and kill off Brody as well. But. They could keep him in there and have him be part of the next wave of Avengers. So Yeah, I could see Don Cheadle teaching the next Iron Man. That would make sense to me. I could also see half this cast dying out and moving on to something else. Moving on to a new cast. Like I mean, Jason Aaron right now is has got a run with a female Thor. So I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Mr. Hemsworth dying off and to see a new wave of stuff, especially with the the success of Wonder Woman. And I'm sure Captain Marvel is going to be fucking huge. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see a lot more female superheroes come through. Yeah. If they follow the comics, there is a replacement for all of the original Avengers. Every uh, last one that we've pretty much seen in the film. All, all people have taken up the Iron Man armor from, like we mentioned, Rhodey, even Pepper Potts was danger for a second wearing an Iron Man suit Punisher was Iron Man for a brief moment, although that'll never happen in the films. Like <laughs> Matt mentioned, there's a female Thor, not Thor Odinson, but spoilers for the comics if you read it. Matt, plug yours if you don't want to know who. Actually, I won't spoil it for Matt. Either. I'm just going to keep it quiet so because I know he's currently reading that run, so I don't want to spoil who the female Thor is. And then also in the current comics, there's two Captain Americas, but Falcon for a long time was the only Captain America. And they could go that route too, since he's already been, since Anthony Mackie's been playing Falcon for quite a while. I don't know if Anthony Mackie, and no offense to Mister Mackie, who's a wonderful actor and does a great Falcon. I don't know that he could carry a, a Captain America role. I mean, if they're if they're going to be done with the Marvel universe, I just don't see them. God, that's it's really fucking difficult to see them killing off that many big name actors. You're the one that brought up that theory. I know I did, and now I'm already backtracking. You yeah. see how fucking difficult this decision was for me and Marvel and Kevin Feige to make. I think they're actually just going to kill them we all We had off. so many sleepless nights, me and Kevin Feige, just trying to figure out what was going to happen. No, I think you're right about one thing. They're going to kill them all off, but it's not going to be an Infinity War. They're going to kill them all off in the post-post-credit scene of Black Panther. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Black Panther just takes them all out. No, it's just not, not even involved. Just We'll see two <laughs> post-credit scenes, and we'll see one more post-credit scene, and we'll just see them all die. And it'll just say the end question mark, <laughs> and then no more Marvel and movies say, ever. To be continued in Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, uh, that's that's next year, isn't it? That'll yeah, be I believe so. So, one big thing that I had with watching the film, though, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, is what is the future with Thor? There hasn't been another Thor film announced. We know he'll be in the Avengers films. But is the franchise just done with him? Has the story come to an end? Honestly, unfortunately, I want to say it has. But I think with the box office results from this movie, it's going to be really tough. They might have to reconsider it. I want to say, I mean, it's easy to just say this, but I want to say that the plan was to to kill him off in the Infinity Wars. And now they may backtrack. We'll obviously see when the fucking Infinity Wars comes out. But if it was me, I'd kill off two or three of them. Thor's had a great run. Do you think that any Thor movie that they're going to put out next is going to come close to this? No. Yeah, I think it definitely could. If you bring Taco Waititi back to direct it, I think there's still a lot of 
Thor story to be told in Ragnarok. Majolnir, his hammer gets destroyed. And I kind of wonder if they're going to have in the Avengers films, Thor without his hammer. I know in the film, part of it was about self-discovery and Thor realizing where his true power comes from. It comes from inside the whole time. Or from the sky like lightning does too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Thor without his hammer just feels wrong. It's it's iconic. And I kind of hope if Thor doesn't have his hammer in the Avengers film, that they make another Thor story with him being on the search for another hammer. Because there are other hammers out there. I mean, I got one at Home Depot the other day, but that doesn't make me fucking Thor. I think that they need to just kill him off, and they need to make it sad. And they need to round it out. And I think that the Infinity, at the end of Infinity War number one, there needs to be a, a lot of sad fans. I think that two major characters need to die by the end of Infinity Wars one, Thor being one of them. See, I think uh, Kevin Feige should never listen to Matt. I think they should make another Thor film about the quest for his hammer and about the Asgardian people finding a new home. They could bring them to Brox in Oklahoma, like they are in the comics, and have their little island of Asgardia floating above the city of Brox in Oklahoma. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And I'd kind of like to see more of Jason Aaron's comic run incorporated to it. It would be really cool if they could... and. I don't think they'll ever be able to since the hammer's destroyed. But in the comics, at some point, Fury tells Thor that he's unworthy of the hammer and tells him why. and Or whispers to him why, which is key because the reader doesn't know why Thor is unworthy. And he loses the ability to hold or use Mjolnir anymore. And it'd be cool to see that storyline because that's a bit darker of a storyline too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of anything uh, when it gets dark or colorful like this. Uh, as long as it's not boring like Thor 1 was. And I understand it was setting up the whole Thor storyline. But I think this puts a nice little bow on it. I don't think that they'll be ever, they will ever be able to touch it, even with Taika Waititi coming back. I think it'll be fun to have him come back, but I don't think they're going to ever be able to repeat the success of Thor Ragnarok. Now, they can come close, but this is about as damn perfect as a superhero movie that you will see. Yeah, really, I even if they don't make another Thor film, I would like to see Taco Waititi continue his involvement in the Marvel Universe somehow. Absolutely. Let him do Guardians. Fuck it. Even, like, John Favreau, directed the first Iron Man, obviously, ended up being a producer on other Marvel films that he didn't direct. So his voice was still heard, and it would be cool to have him enter a role like that if he doesn't want to direct any more films. That way you can inject his unique blend of humor into the film. Can we just have John Favreau as the next Thor? Just like yeah. he is currently. Just yeah. fat John Favreau. Or are you saying him? Or are you saying like Happy Hogan is somehow <laughs> yeah. worthy and gets the hammer? <laughs> That'd be great. I'd watch that. I'd pay $8 to see that. Really, I just want a Korg solo film, followed by a Korg Netflix series, followed by a Korg Hulu series. That beautiful Australian accent, that super light voice coming out of such a big rock monster. Well, clearly, Matt's Instead. showing his racist side because that's a New Zealand accent. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I, and I knew that, too. Yeah. I'm a big Fly to the Concords man, yeah. and I should just go. Yeah. Uh, Next thing Matt will be telling me is that all Americans sound like Canadians. Come on, Matt. Uh, we don't sound like Canadians anymore. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. As always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. You should go listen, subscribe, download all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google, wherever you can find this stupid podcast of ours. Uh, you should find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and follow us. 
on all of those things. And you know what? We've got a, an excellent artist uh, who's done our, our work, uh, Mr. Matt McGill. He's absolutely amazing. Don't tell him I said that. I would never tell him that. Uh, go follow him at I am McGill on Instagram. For Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. I'm Taika Waititi or Matt Golden. You pick. Henchman ain't easy. Thank you.